everybody. Welcome to Reject Rundown. This is John. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, John. Oh, damn. Uh, if you guys didn't catch that, that's Uncle RJ. Again, messing up things in the show. But uh, definitely, definitely are going to... It's Lisp. Oh, Lisp. See, now you got me all jacked up on it, man. All right, well, whatever. But <laughs> this is the Reject Rundown. We get started with our wrestling show today. First, of course, Uncle Lisp. So, yeah, so that's his way of saying hi. Yes. Guys, it's me. It's me. It's SG3. How are you guys doing, man? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> See, Uncle Lisp. You, like you sound like a teenager going through puberty. <laughs> exactly. Well, of course, you guys already know it's me, Tony the Kid, so let's jump off this show, man. We got some cool news to talk about, man, straight up. Well, first things first, let's get hyped up for Money in the Bank, pre- like on Money in the Bank coming up tomorrow. I know you guys are excited for that. Definitely want to see that bad boy. So uh, we'll, we'll go a little preview later on the show, but let's get the news started because I, I got some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, so as far as WWE could end up doing SummerSlam in 2020 at the Hulk Hogan Island. Not maybe uh, it's a beach resort, right? Yeah, so we may have a little some some going on there, kind of like the UFC buying their own island thing. We may have stuff like that going so on. That's, that'd be kind of like uh, Bash at the Beach in a way. Probably that would be a nice theme. That'd be nice. But wait a minute, I ha- I have to ask a question just because it's it's me. But <laughs> is um is is there going to be like Hulk Hogan statues in the background? You know, for all this, just to kind of like you know emphasize it even more. I'm pretty sure. Knowing, knowing Vince McMahon, they're going to go all out and add some crazy little stuff in the background or Hulk Hogan's going to be it. like, it's going to be in the sure stipulations. Hulk already have that on the island? Bro. Yeah, he's going to be in the stipulations. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it's all red and yellow with Hulkamania everywhere. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And if he hosts it too, it'll be like hosted by Hogan, so that'll be right. something to watch. Exactly. Uh, Becky Lynch reportedly being signed by Marvel for a project, so we may be seeing her either in the Disney Plus series or maybe in the movie. May we'll see, or like it. or it could be a voice of one of the cartoon characters. I don't know. Probably part of I the like parade movies. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think it'd be good for her to kind of step up. So that that that's a nice little place to head out right now in the Marvel area. Um, this is me though. Hold on, wait. Let me just have one quick thing though. I like it, and here's why. So you have the Rock do it, but I feel like the Rock though mostly did it for the male, for the, like the males, quote unquote superstars. Yeah. Because if you think about it, they only focus on like Roman Reigns, they focus on the Miz, they focus on on John Cena. Definitely. Becky now doing it, it's like you're now going to have a wave of WWE talent, both men and women, who are going to be appearing in Hollywood more. So I, I kind of like the aspect of it. Let's see where it goes. I, I agree. You know, the funny part about this is that. You comparing uh, Becky to The Rock, it's where that that's what's actually going around is Becky is being compared to The Rock as being very electrifying and everything, where she's calling her, The Rock is to call himself the great one, she's calling her the self the greatest of all time. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Could be could be the female version of it. That's a good step up. Now, I know this is a little, uh, this is going to be a little discussion here a little bit on this part of the news, but it kind of hit and I want to talk about it. Uh, Hall of Famer Arnt Anderson did his podcast, and on there he was stating that Vince McMahon ordered a hit pretty much on Team Ascension when they first came out for them to bury them. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys definitely well know when they were in NXT, they had a big, big 
like spotlight on them, and they were one of the best tag teams coming out of NXT. These they were talked about being the the next uh, Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. So when yeah. they when they came out, I'm sure like both of you guys when we first saw them, okay, good look. They got the look. They got the presence. I thought they were pretty on point in their matches, but for some odd reason, you could. I'm sure you guys saw it too. Like we just didn't get the feel that they were being put in the right spot for them to shine. I feel like they were just pushed into something, and you could tell in some of the matches like they just weren't comfortable or some mistakes started happening with other wrestlers and I felt like they just they were kind of put in a hard spot. So I don't know. They were given the chance to do a promo and in the promo they dissed the Legion of Doom completely in a bad, horrible way. Got you. And when they did that, Vince McMahon actually took that personal uh-huh. and so did JBL and JBL requested for himself to go in and give him a little beatdown. So that's how in one of the episodes you watch it, um, it was uh, the New Age Outlaws. Right. The NWO and JBL, they gave these guys the beating APA. because of that. Definitely. I remember that. All of it. it was APA because Rook even came back for that one. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. It was on, a, it was on the because... Monday night, like uh, Raw. Uh, I think it was like 100 or so or something like that. It was like an anniversary or whatnot on uh, USA Raw. And I believe that's where it all happened down. And JBL actually mentioned it too. He's like, you never disrespect the Legion of Doom, and you went out there and beat them up for them. You see that? That's where I'm like, I knew it kind of be a little iffy there, but I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's gonna be some of these. So now, how things are going now, you're gonna get a lot of these with this podcast, social media, where some of these old legends that are not working for WWE coming out with some spilling some beans on Vince McMahon. So we're gonna hear a lot of stuff. I think we gotta keep a look at. Like this one. I know. I see Dark Side of the Ring is going to do a lot of that. Yeah, I think... Th- uh, so... Go ahead. This, this is my thing, though. Is this something new to us? Not really. I mean, the no. thing is, I think for now, it's it's going to be hitting mainstream headlight because I feel like with Dark Side of the Ring, it's going to be... I, I don't... I have a gut feeling it's going to be a magnifying glass times 10 now. It's going to be showing up pretty big, and social media is going to help it yep. quite a bit. Yeah, it makes me wonder if there'll be more things coming toward not just Dark Side of the Ring, but are you going to get another series or something else later on based on this type of uh, backstage um, life outside of wrestling, you know? Right. I know I know. there's a couple YouTubers out there that do like their thing with wrestling and like they, they, they kind of bring out their, 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 their stipulations and whatever. Right. Um, I just, I don't think that anyone though goes in as depth. Yeah. As Dark Side of the Ring do to like the interviews and everything, and then like get in the facts and figures that they need. Yeah. Um, at this point, though, here's what I feel. I feel that it's going to be more podcast wise. Yeah. Like they're not going to do it as as like a YouTube video is going to be just podcast where people are going to come in for an interview. Uh-huh. And like as the Ascension came out, so the Ascension came out and they actually leaked an image of the last stitch effort from McMahon in order for them to stay with the company. Got you. There was a, it was like a gimmick. It was like a, it was like a colorful gimmick. It was kind of like a doing the clownish kind of look. Uh-huh. Like a bunch of flamboyant colors. Yeah. It was like streamers and everything. So like a lot of these people are now talking and it's like, okay. So I didn't know about that one about the, about the, about the revival, by the way. Um, I didn't know about that one. But no. the one thing, though, that they kept saying was, like, you guys aren't focusing on the tag team division. Right. 
And that's the one thing they keep trying to bring up to Vince. They're just like, look, dude, you're not focusing on tag team at all. Your tag team focus is the Usos, the New Day, and and that's it. Right. Like, and you don't have anything else. Like, we're set to be the best tag team in the world. Yep. But yeah, you're shooting us in the foot by only showing just these two guys week after week after week. Where's our time? Right. Because if I'm not mistaken, a little bit after that, they brought out Enzo and Cash, right? I don't even know, dude. Honestly, it's been a while. Uh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was Enzo and Cass because they came out around the time where the Dundee Boys kind of came back and they were kind of turning heel. Yep, that was the push that gave Enzo Enzo and Cass like the big pop that they got from the NXT. And then I think like a month or two later, that's when the that's when the rival came in. Got you. Got you. So like. Right there, where like all the NXT coming up, everyone thought, oh, "Okay, cool. Like the tag team division is finally going to start getting some new faces. Yes, the tag team division is going to start getting some looks." And when they and like as you can see, like it just became a comedic sketch. Yep. You know, basically, you had where it was Enzo Mori and, and Big Cass, but it was Enzo's just a punching bag. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Saw that definitely. That, that's all it was. Like they just basically degraded them, and this is the team that had the loudest pop. Mm-hmm. Like every single time their, their song came on, like you, the crowd went fans crazy. Fans were crazy. Fans sang along with Enzo, like they went completely. But I feel that though that McMahon just didn't see him as tag team caliber, you know, talk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think I, he just looked at him more as a joke, as a gimmick, and that's why I felt like they just kept putting him. He kept putting him in there because you you had the fans pop every time they did come out, but. When it came to him believing him in the wrestling ability, just wasn't there. I don't know why. Don't know why. Sold on a merchandise. But he was funny when he slapped uh, the 205 belt on Enzo for so long. Ex- yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Vince McMahon saw something big cast. From what I heard, they wanted to make big cast like a bigger star. So he wanted to separate uh, Enzo and cast as soon as he could. In which I don't think you could even need to do all that. Like, like you could have even had them still. Like, if you want to push Big Cash more, okay, fine, push, push him. But you keep Enzo as his as manager type of guy. You know, have his little dude hanging around. You could have his mic guy. Big Cash had some mic skills, but you keep Enzo on there. That mic skills is phenomenal. So come on now. Yeah, well, I agree. So. All right, well, moving on. We got WWE edits Roman Reigns from the Money in the Bank Seth Rollins cash-in, I guess, when back in the WrestleMania 31, was it? Or 30? That blew my mind. Yeah, I was so, there for it. So, so I and I'm kind of very sus- wondering, like, I don't know. I mean, both of us, can we can kind of uh, guess why he did it, but it's kind of weird that he's doing it to this gentleman here who he's – advertising like crazy puts him on the game puts him you know puts him ahead of everything doesn't want to you know pushes him so much in our faces become the champion itself and all of a sudden for a cash in championship win for seth rollins you wanted to delete him from there and kind of not talk about him at all whatsoever during the shows so i don't know what what's the spiel there and what what's going to finally have his moment of glory and due to this coronavirus thing he, uh, Roman Reigns backed out and Vince isn't happy about it. If you look at it, it was going to be the first time in, in history where Roman Reigns could finally win the championship and there wouldn't be booze in the arena. <laughs> You're exactly at all whatsoever. 
So Vince McMahon can finally live that little glory he wanted. You know, he always hated the fact that Reigns is in the main event. People boo him when he wins. Yeah. He treats Undertaker. People booed. So now it's like, finally, I get the moment. Reigns could win. No one's here to boo him. I get to glorify it like crazy. And now Reigns is like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. And now Vince is like, damn. Which well, sucks. At this point, at, if, we, if we go back to it, so... Um, it was here's the here's here's the funny part to me. It wasn't just the cash in where where Seth got the pin. Right. It's where if you look at it, the moment he hand delivers the the briefcase, like you see Roman in the background slow in that match. I still recall it uh, completely because where I saw it at the kid who's like a huge Rollins fan, like completely lost his mind. But <laughs> um, they basically took away Roman, like even there, and then the thing that surprised me was that. Like, firstly, the name isn't being called out the first again. Secondly, though, like, if you look at it, even in the game, when they brought out uh, Battlegrounds, yeah. they didn't bring out Roman. Oh, wow. I did not know that. They didn't bring out, like, if you remember the trailer I sent you guys, there was no mention of Roman in the game. Hmm. Very suspicious-like. Mm. Mm. They showed Rock, they showed Cena, they showed Charlotte, they showed uh, Becky, they showed uh, the two legends, and that's it. But they never showed Roman. Yeah. So, it's, and I feel that though, that they're saying that right now, as as Uncle Lisp said, um, I feel that that Vince kind of took this a little personal, dude, like, you took my moment. Um, You took, you took what I wanted to give you. You took basically the golden road to take advantage and you not to get booed out of an arena. (laughs) Yeah. Where I'm afraid where a hundred thousand people are probably going to line up outside just to beat you up. Like it's, this is my golden opportunity. This is my golden ticket. And you took it away and just ran with it. Yep. But I mean, for us, we can't get mad at that. I mean, he made a decision for his family and for himself. I'm like, you gotta, you can't be upset about that. I feel like this is where it's going to show that the pettiness is it's stupidity because (laughs) The guy's making a making a family decision, and you're instead of backing him and saying, you know what, totally support the guy, understand his understand where he's coming from and all this, and yet you're just gonna bash him and pretty much delete him from the picture and act like he never exists during those time periods at that. But yet, if he does decide to come back, okay, you're just gonna act like all this stuff never happened. I think because it would have not been much impactful. If he would have done it earlier, like if he would have done it mid-March, early, I mean, early March when this was going on, if he would have been like, you know what, I can't do it, get someone else. But the problem is he did it right at the minute where they're going to record the main match. Yeah. Was it that that Thursday, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Which I think that's what, like, really got to Vince is like, you know, I advertised you like crazy. I put this match together. We're about to have it. You're backing out now. Right. So I think that's what Vince got angry about the most is that, you know, he could have, you know, you could have given him more time to advertise the monster amongst men. And we would have had Goldberg and Braun and people would have been like tuning into it. Now it's like people were like, oh, you know, I don't want to watch it because it's Roman Reigns all over again. Yeah, exactly. Understandable. You know, you know what? Here's my thing. So I see Roman's point again. Uh, coming from from what's going on person in my own personal life, I see I see Roman's point of view because I look, dude, I'm probably more susceptible to 
you know, vulnerable to this virus. But I also feel that as Uncle Lisbeth, to tag on to what Uncle Lisbeth said, it would have been one of those like, all right, dude, look, just film the match. Yep. We're going to film. Look, we're even filming in advance. Mm-hmm. Screw it. A, mo- a week later, you know what? Just do it to just personal complications. I'm dropping the belt. Yeah. But you have you still give Vince the moment, and yet it doesn't look bad on you as an employee. Right. That's yeah, just me I saying agree. that. But that's just me saying, just adding on to that point. Understandable. All right, on some positive stuff. Uh, we got WWE new show, The Quest for Lost WWE Treasures. I know this is something that I would definitely want to see. I guess it's going to be on AEW, AEW Network, and uh, what's it called? Um, WWE. I guess they got a contract going on to do some shows. So basically what the show consists of is Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are going to be leading a team of some wrestlers, I guess. Some of the wrestlers uh, are going to join them during certain episodes and going around the country looking at collectible items that were pretty much uh, from the WWE memorabilia stuff, like any from the matches, your WrestleMania moments or Survivor Series moments, any of the pay-per-view moments that were very, um, I guess, glorified during the wrestling matches that a lot of fans probably kept and don't aren't like in a display and anywhere in WWE Network, like um, the centers or whatever that they have in type of their business offices. So... That's something going to be pretty cool to look at. I want to see some cool memorabilia. Just go to Jim Cornette's house, for goodness sakes. Huh? <laughs> Just go to Jim Cornette's house, for goodness sakes. And that's probably got half of the stuff that you're looking for. That is true. He probably has at least 95% of everything you're looking for in that damn house. Everything stamped on walls, man. He's like, he got the wall dedicated to us. I wonder if his whole entire house is wrestling. It's not even a wall, dude. It's a whole room. Attic. <laughs> it's <laughs> no lie. That looks like an attic. It looks straight up like the attic, like he all, like he's like fixed it up up there and just has nothing but the attic itself of his house, just all wrestling stuff. So. Yeah, just go to his house. You got nothing, you got nothing else to worry about. <laughs> I'd like to see what his dining room would look like. I wonder if this table's like in the shape of a rink or something. You know? I'll bet you any money that be that pretty much what it looks like. But exactly. Now, also with the WWE Network and the w- and the AEW Network, they also are doing a couple other shows. A and E. Oh my gosh, you're right. A E Network. They're also going to be doing some biography films, some specials, I guess. Um, so far, we got listed of Macho Man Randy Savage, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Booker T, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Shawn Michaels are all thus far named to be all those biography stories. So I know. You know it's- what? It's going to be interesting. They're doing it to go against the dark side of the ring to I, put a light on WWE. I kind of had a gut feeling that Zaxxon made when they put out Randy Macho Man Savage. As soon as they put that name on there, I'm like, okay, you're probably definitely aiming towards doing something like that and then putting on AEW because it's a very a- uh, watchable a- network. E- what? A-N-E. What am I saying? AEW? A- oh. <laughs> What? That moment where Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy ran that dude over. They're going to be taking over anyways. AEW is going to be taking over, so it don't matter. I'm advertising for them. AEW, get a network. I want to watch. Yes, get in that network, buddy. If AEW gets a network, I bet you're going to subscribe to it right away. Straight up, straight up. But yes, so I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the Shawn Michaels story for some odd reason. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that. What about you, Uncle, Uncle Lisp? Did they say Bret Hart? Uh, no, they have not. 
No, so I think mine would have to be Roddy Piper. I want to see what they do with Piper and Macho Man. That would be interesting. The Vince hates Macho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing too, and it's kind of weird, like th- them picking that. So I'm like, hmm. Uh. Here's here's why though, and, and here's why though, I feel that they did it because Dark Side of the Ring. Honestly, like if you if you were to see this for the first time, you don't you just know Macho Man as just a wrestler. You don't know really much the connection towards Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. But if you watch it, like it makes Macho Man look like a, a real bogus guy. It did like very controlling type of guy. Like at first, you kind of get the glimpse of him. Oh, you know, they, they were in love. He was being really nice. He was trying to, you know, flirt with her. He got, you know, very cute about it. But then once in the relationship-wise, you you made him, you shed a light of him being very controlling, manipulative, and very demanding on what his needs are. And it's like, that's not a positive look on him. So, yeah. So, I'm kind of, I want to see what they're going to do with this. Yeah. So, uh, um, I'm going to go with you, Tony the Kid. Shawn Michaels, my boy. I want to see that story. Yeah, definitely. See, I'm gonna. That's one of the ones I'm looking forward to. I think Stone Cold. We all kind of have a good, familiar idea of his storyline because he does a lot. He did a lot of, um, you know, films for WWE already for his like stories and stuff like that throughout the years. I wonder if they go from his ECW days and WCW days. They have to. In depth, they have yeah. To. In depth, they have to buy the company, so why not? Right. Agreed. All right. Well, moving along, that's all for the news for today. So let's look out for those shows for sure. Now, main one of the main topics we're gonna talk about. Definitely a crazy episode of Dark Side of the Ring, Cocaine and Cowboy Boots. The Herb Abrams story. Now, what a show. No lie, I was very excited for that one. That one really got me on my toes just because of his story like I think SG3 and I were talking about this earlier, of course, about uh, the many ways of what can go wrong if you're a fan of wrestling itself. You know, in some ways, you can go a positive note of owning your own business, starting up your line, getting these moving towards steps of signing big names, getting your name out there, and then all of a sudden, crash down because of competition. And literally crash down to nothing. So it was... A very, very intriguing story what happened to this guy. And I didn't even know UWF even existed, to be honest, until watching this. This really shocked me. It really shocked me on where Mick Foley came from and at that, Andre the Giant. Like, not knowing and somewhere in the storyline, they signed him. But the next day, he goes right back to wrestling. And if not if not mistaken, I remember, not remember, but the day that he came back to WWF, that whole entrance back in there, that's very, like, it was very promoted throughout any storyline of Andre the Giant where they did biography films. That part comes back, and I see that quite often, and not knowing that where he came from the day before or anything like that. That was pretty crazy. So, any thoughts, SG3? Honestly, man, it's like me and you talked about it before. I feel that UWF could have been big, because it looks like they were starting to get that audience. They had the TV deals. Like they were, they were, they were pulling through. You know, they had some of the big names. I mean, Foley. They had Cowboy Bob Orton. They had names, man. I feel that though that the low blow to, to Abrams was when Vince re-signed uh, Andre the Giant behind his back. When Vince re-signs Andre, I feel that Abrams is like, all right. So wait, what do I do now? I had like this whole Hulkamania look for Andre 
to really like lead this company into to where it's got to go, and yet I, it got taken away from me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel pulls literally things out of a hat and see if it works. You know, honestly, I don't think that the comp- that the company was ready for a huge pay per view, as they said. Uh, the price co- also when they were mentioning the price, I'm like, really? Like even in the '90s, that's dirt. That's dirt cheap, dude. You yep. Fifteen bucks for a pay per view? Yep. Come on! Straight and up. For the matches uh, that he was producing, I mean, imagine Jamie Snuka versus Mick Foley. He had like a WrestleMania caliber right there. Even they even had Doctor D on there. I don't know if you guys even saw that. Doctor D was on yeah. there. Like I was, I was very shocked that even them having him on there. I think that was probably definitely way before the whole bra for all. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Death. Yeah. Doctor Death. Sorry. Yep. So. I mean, but, it, it was definitely something different, man. It was definitely something that I feel that he put his too many... Basically, the way that I see it is he put too many eggs in one basket, being Andre the Giant. Yeah. When the eggs were taken from the basket, he just didn't know what to do. Yeah, agreed. I feel like it's and kind then, of... Go ahead. Oh, you guys go ahead. Uh, the thing I realized about him is, one, um, we can talk about fans that, you know, they... By their company and everything, they build their own wrestling promotion. The problem with this guy is he had no experience, or and he didn't even hire a booker with experience or anything. Two, you have no, um, how do I put it, wrestling business experience, kind of like how Vince does, you know. So you're walking into this without nobody giving you knowledge of what to do or how to handle any situation at all. And this guy, instead of walking in trying to discover how to make his company work, just spent it, all his money or whatever he could on girls and cocaine. Exactly. So, to me, it's like, you know, you're pretty much, you just wanted, in my mind, you just want to live the lifestyle of a celebrity without having to worry about the precautions behind it all. It kind of, in, in this kind of way, I totally agree with you on that. It seemed just like that, not dealing with the consequences and kind of just jumping in, the, jumping the gun, and just buying the business, starting it up for the promotion standpoint and just for the money, like grieving for the money. Like if I'm not mistaken, he had two accounts and one account was broke, the other account had all his millions on, and was that actual millions, millions that he earned from everything? Yeah. He had, uh, I guess he had a company before that. He had a clothing company. Uh-huh. Plus size, I guess. And that was for, like, women who were, like, real heavy set. Okay. And from what I heard is he had these beautiful dresses that these women could wear. Got you. So, imagine you're making these dresses. Dude, they don't sell for, like, you know, $50, $20. They'd be selling for, like, hundreds, you know? Yeah. So, this guy must have been stacked with money for him to convince people like Mick Foley to be on the show. Jimmy Snuka. I mean, you got these guys that are uh, WWE caliber coming to wrestle for you. Yeah, even yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Snuka. Thank you for mentioning that. I totally forgot about Jimmy Snuka being on there too as well. Yeah, he actually had Bam Bam Bigelow too. Bam Bam Bigelow. I mean, and for you to afford Andre Giant, dude, you're looking at Andre Giant, kind of like uh, eighth wonder of the world or ninth wonder. I'm sorry. But imagine you got one of the biggest names in wrestling history in your company. You got to be loaded with something, or you got to be one of the best BSers in the world to convince Andre to come over and I'll pay you later. You know, you just can't get away with that. Exactly. 
And then, if I'm not mistaken, if I if I heard correctly, like they were actually just about to bring in um, what's his face that was that died in Puerto Rico. He uh, oh, Bruiser Brody, but he was Bruiser, dead already. Bruiser Brody, there you go. So he was already dead before, or was he just naming it, before. talking about I'm going to bring him in? He was dead before. Got gotcha. you. He wanted to bring him in. Okay. But he already, yeah. Got you, got you. But yeah. So I think, it, yeah, he he had he had a vision. He had the charisma to go after it. But this just goes to show that, you know, that party life can it has a toll on you. The, the more you're striving for celebrity status, it comes with ter- it comes with the territory. You have to understand to balance your lifestyle and as well as the lifestyles of others who are trying to have with you and saying, "Let's have some fun." You have to kind of find the common ground and say, "No, I, I got this business. I got to focus." I think, like SG hit point out before, if you had the focus afterwards when all that stuff happened, Andre, okay, fine. But you could have used it for your promotion and say, you know what? And it, he, at that point, that could have been the battle of him naming things against WWE, but putting on consistent wrestling matches and doing it to the point where you get your name out there because of the battle of Andre. You probably could have definitely used something in that, put that in the storyline, if not, and got some good publicity off of that. So Here's one more thing that they said that kind of caught my attention. What is it? I don't remember what they. I don't remember who said exactly, but they said Herb Abrams was the definition of work hard, play uh, play harder. Yeah. Wasn't that Foley or no? No, I think that was I, one I of his. I don't remember who was. No, I, I. don't remember who was, but I remember. You know what though? Like I was, I I heard it. and I'm like, you know what, man? There, there's a lot of people who say it. You know what they say? Work hard, play later. Yes. Cool. But here, here's now the difference. And they feel that most people are not really doing this responsibly. You mm-hmm. can play later. Go ahead. Go on with your bad song, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot you down. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk bad about you. I'm not gonna think bad about you. Mm-hmm. I get it. Shoot, I play I play I play myself. You know, I, I play my video games. You know, buy my soccer jerseys and everything that I have to. You know, kind of spoil myself. Yep. But there's that fine line where it's like, all right, cool. Have I paid my bills? Exactly. Have I done what I needed to do in order to say I can play? Cool, you know what? There's there was months, man, where honestly I can tell you flat out, I didn't have a time in my bank account. I was like, man, I really wish I could buy this one video game. I could buy this shirt, this jersey. And I look at my bank account, I had a zero, and I was like, you know what? I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait, eh? I'll wait till next time, eh? I was actually in a good situation for a while where I was actually making uh I was in good bank and all. But uh, one thing I learned is sometimes you got to be careful with what you, uh, how much you waste as you buy cards, you know? Yep. And um, one thing I learned is you got to really be careful with your credit card expenses. Yep. That's what drained me down is the credit card expenses, but uh, it doesn't compare to what this guy did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the way way you made it to Vegas – you know, okay, kudos to you. You made it to Vegas. You finally are able to get your name in a positive light as long as you were able to set yourself up with a positive matches for the pay-per-view, advertising like crazy like you should have instead of assuming that, oh, I got this in the bag, assuming that this person's going to... This person is doing this for me. This person is doing that for me. We got it. The advertisement is going to be there. Don't worry about it. We made it. 
And then all of a sudden, as the show starts, and even at that, the people that were helping with the show, asking for certain money and, you know, lying about it, or it, it just went the wrong way. And you, like, you could have, you could have succeeded, but you were just looking for, you know, his common goal was just to make it to MGM and say, that's, I did it. That, no, you got to go more. Like, if you dare, like, make a hell of a show for people to remember. And even at that, like, anything, you're putting it to remember in a negative note, not a positive note. It, here's what I think. I think he tried to find the silver lining in his mistakes all the time. So when he got the MGM brand, Foley said, dude, there was like 16,000 empty seats. Yep. When he came back, he was telling everybody, dude, I got MGM Grant. I got MGM Grant. Don't worry about it. But everyone's like, dude, but you had 16,000 empty seats. Yep. So at the end of the day, it's like you basically work. You basically, you, you, you didn't make a dime. At all, whatsoever. Cool. So you did. You got MGM. But at the end of the day, they're like, what do you have to show for it? Exactly. A negative in the bank balance? Right. That's what I feel that. He tried to salvage a lot of his own mistakes because it's like, you know what? So we got a pay-per-view. I feel like that's the kind of the way he I can't feel like this is the way he, it's, he said it. We have a we have a pay-per-view. We didn't even do a, th- a million buys, but we have a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You didn't even sell half the arena. Exactly. But we got a pay-per-view out of it. Right. So pretty 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 sad. A sad story. The ending itself too. I mean like the fact that he got so far into cocaine and you know those that drug particularly, and over here tweaking out, going to go into the freaking uh, what was it the hotel rooms, ripping up the couches, thinking that the people are spying on him, and all the type of stuff. And it's kind of weird how they thought that he may have faked his own death. You know some of the stories that they were talking about, and the fact that his death itself happened in so many different ways. Everyone heard a different story, told a different story. And it was just like, there's no concrete of what the heck really happened. I don't think we even heard, like, got the actual for sure, you know, this is what happened. I think all those stories was a total different story. And I I don't know what really happened. Did he die? I mean, death, okay, but was it really how he died, the main thing? The one thing is, I don't know, is was there a body in the casket? I mean, people are talking about... You know, he faked his death, like that one guy said. But then other people are like, no, no, he wouldn't. Right. And He I wouldn't mean, be able to keep his mouth shut even if he was alive this, to this day. Yeah. So Especially if he did fake his death, it would have been probably because of the people that he might vote. Meaning those girls and their, you know, their uh, men. Pimps. They're pimps. P-I-M-P's. I was trying to keep it nice and family stuff. But yeah, they're pimps. There you go. They're godfathers. Yeah. <laughs> if you sent came out with a song called P.I.M.P., believe me, we can say it on this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, imagine this. You're out there. You're buying stacks, mountains of cocaine. So now you got a drug dealer you're buying this off of. Yep. Then, you're writing bad checks. <laughs> yeah. You're writing bad checks to a drug dealer. You're writing bad checks to escort, personal escorts, you know, and to their, to their pimp. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is gonna catch up to you to a point where they're gonna hunt you down and kill you, or you're gonna have to fake your death and disappear for the rest of your life. Yep. 
So if he you did, if he did die of a cocaine overdose, yeah, you know, it's proven it could have happened. It could have. Honestly, I, I feel like it could have happened. Um, you know, for how much they said he was intaking, I feel like it could have happened. Um, I'm just gonna kind of look at one positive note here, though. If you look at no one at the end when they talked about his death, people still cried about it. People were still like, "Man, that was my friend. That was like a mentor to me." Yeah. But like, even though the guy did all the questionable things business wise, even though he was completely racked up the line and co, you know, you know, the, with with the nose, with the nose candy and everything. Yep. He still made an impression on people because of the way he treated them, and you can see, like in the home videos, that he, you know, he he showed them singing along with uh with uh with that one dude, the, the beach guy, the blonde guy. I can't I can't remember the guy's name. Me neither, but I know uh, you're talking about. He had like short hair in the in the show, like they were recording him from. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then that guy was like, like literally, like tears, like bawling his eyes out. He's like, I, I, I could, I tell him thank you. I was like, dude, okay. So it's like. You get that feeling of appreciation for even though like all the bad things happened. Like we like let's look at that one little silver lining where he just said, you know what, man, I thank you for what you did for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thank you for believing in me when no one else would. So it's like that. Like even though you like get you messed up completely, but that little belief that you gave me meant the world to me. Yep, and you could tell the emotion out of it. Foley got, like you said, you know, Foley's like, whenever I, I think of his name, I smile. And the reason why is because he gave Foley what he wanted. Foley's always wanted to wrestle his uh, idol, you know, his favorite wrestler. Yep. But to go in the ring with Jimmy Snuka, and when they're climbing up there, and Jimmy's like, you think it's okay for us to show that there's nobody here? And he's like, I don't care, you know, it's his money. Exactly. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, we were witnessing the first ever empty arena match before it became a thing. <laughs> another another thing another thing that Vince McMahon stole from another promotion. Totally understand. I think he stole a lot of things from this guy. I mean, this guy became a villain in his own promotion before even Not Vince totally McMahon got in the run. Yeah, years uh, before guy, McMahon became a villain. Yes. And he promoted himself way better than what this man did. No lie. The cookie line that he made, the I forgot yeah. what cookies they were, but that I guess he had UF, UW, uh, UWF cookies. And they were a hit, supposedly. I think that's where a lot of their money was coming from. Well, but, you heard what, what, what Mick Foley said. If huh? he was so live, we'd be in jail right now with a glass of milk and some cookies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I heard that. <laughs> I was like, that's super <laughs> funny. That was well, funny. Like said, in jail right now with a glass of milk or... <laughs> Nah, so Mick Foley, they asked Mick, so if he was still alive, let's put it, you you found out that Herb Abrams was alive, and what would you think? He was like, well, I think that he'd be doing time. Yeah, he'd be and locked I up. I would be, I would go visit him with the gla- you know, with two glasses of milk and some cookies. <laughs> exactly. And some UWF cookies. <laughs> Herbie. Maybe that's what he called them. He called them Herbies or whatever. Herbie cookies. Yes, Herbie cookies. I was Herbie trying to figure out what the name was of Herbie cookies. Yes. Right, you know, hey, he done a lot of cool stuff. He... I'm telling you, like he was hitting, he was hitting the right points, and his business ideas were, they they were good ideas. I think it's just the discipline and making them succeed. I think he just lacked of. I feel like, of course, it just seemed like he was that type of guy that was just trying to get appreciation from people itself, and um, and that aspect of it of just 
getting recognition instead of actual hard work for himself and for the other people that, you know, needed to succeed off of this and kind of just bit off more than he could chew. It, that's what it felt like. You know, I was thinking was about sad. the word I was looking for a while ago. Uh, what he liked the most was marketing skills. Yeah. If you think of Vince McMahon, he grew up around his father, you know? He yep. was, well, he didn't grow up around his father much, but later on in years he did. He started off working small parts of the company, kind of like how his son and daughter did later on. Yep. Uh, yep. To teach him the ropes. This guy, he didn't have the ropes. He didn't have, he didn't know how to market the way that Vince did. For your, oh yeah. So for you to come, for you to compete with them, that's pretty much the, the idea is you gotta push them further. further. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That seemed, that pretty much seemed about, it seemed about right, John. You hit it on, on point there, Mr. Uncle Lisp. <laughs> so I think what, yeah, what's, man. what's the next show gonna be coming up for, for the, um, Dark Side of the Ring? I, I think it has to be uh, the Legion of Doom. Oh yes, Ooh. Legion of Doom. That's the next one. That's that's one I'm actually excited to see. I want to see what's going on with that one for sure. That'll be Especially great. Especially what happened with Hawkins stuff. I want to see why, what happened, what went down, how he passed away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Worst case. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, or you know, again, I'm excited to see it because we all grew up with the Legion of Doom. So. Oh, what a rush! Like, man, that was freaking awesome! Like, just I'll be honest though, um, I was watching one of the promos and I'm like, man, you guys cannot cut a promo. I'll give you guys the rest of your work, but you guys did not have any bicycle whatsoever. No, they needed no lie, no lie. If they were in this day and age, and if we had, uh-huh. if we had them with Paul Heyman, that like literally, you can, it would have been phenomenal. Their in their in ring action was top of the notch, top of the notch, best in the world, no lie. I think if you would have had them as well as the Steiner brothers and Legion of Doom hooked up with Paul Heyman being their manager, it just it blew the roof Bullshit off attack. Bullshit. 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 I would but love it. The Legion of Doom were in a time where tag team was pretty good in those days, man. You had the Legion of Doom, you had Demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, I think the Nasty Boys were coming in around that time. Yes. But, New Age Outlaws, man. How can you forget about Team D? Yeah, I was talking about like the early 90s before the New Age Outlaws when the Legion of Doom were a real name. Um, where they were like building the name up, you know? You had the, the Heart Foundation, you had the Rockers. You had the Steiner Brothers. They were on, if they were on WWE for a little bit until they went off into WCW. And they came back to yeah. WWE. Yeah. Yeah, and even that, you know, they went to WCW themselves, went back to being the World Warriors, which is their name officially. Yes. So, so dude, that's going to be crazy to see what they do with the Road Warriors. I know. I would. Lo- I want to see that. Now, uh, jump in the gun, Money in the Bank preview. So, what are we doing? Good money in the bank. Who who is predicting what? Start with I you, SG three. I have to say, we just say a match. We all predict who's going to win, who's going to lose. Plain and simple. <laughs> all right. Well, twenty four seven champion again. Let's look it up. So I'm going to go on here. WWE M in the bank. Hold on, wait. I think I think we should keep a tally though. I think right, let's keep a tally, and then you know we could talk about this on next week's show. Okay. Because I'm going to show y'all that I'm better than you guys to predict the wrestling matches. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Let's see. 
Go on here, connecting here, connecting, connecting, run your so bank. Anybody writing down the, who, who we chose? Like, are we going to write down, like, SP3, John, and Anthony? We chose this guy over that guy. Why do we need it? it? Why do we need all that? Why do we need all that? We can't uh, right. go, like, re listen to what we were talked about? No. And then, uh, it's the age of the podcast, Uncle Liz. Thank you. It's the age of the podcast. Right. Okay. So I got the, <laughs> I got the matches here. The first kickoff show, we got Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro in a singles match. The kickoff show. Uh, I got dibs on Jeff Hardy. I got dibs on Jeff Hardy. I'll go with Cesaro. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Sounds good. Asuka versus Shania, Shania Baszler. Versus Nia Shayna Jax. Blazer? Huh? Shayna Blazer. Shayna Blazer. Thank you very much. Uh, Nia, <laughs> Nia Jax. Versus... Naya. Naya. Damn it. <laughs> Dana. Donna. Ah, whatever. Donna. Donna Brooke. Dana. Dana? Versus... Okay. <laughs> versus Lacey Evans. Versus Carmella. So it's a Money in the Bank ladder match for the Women's Championship. Match contract was that the money in the bank for women's? That's that's the actual yeah, money in the bank for the women's. What money for the women's? They want NXT Raw or SmackDown. Uh, it doesn't yeah. say on here. Yeah, no. So basically, like, if they win, they can go for any one of the three brands. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. And it's not Asuka, Anthony. It's Asuka. Asuka. Yeah, Asuka. Uh, <laughs> I got, I got Nia or I, I got I got Jax. I got Jax. No, with all that heat that she's getting right now, uh, that's not a bad idea. But I'm thinking they're going to go with uh, Shayna Buzzler or whatever her name is. Baszler! Baszler! Shawshank? She, they're going to go with Shawshank? Okay. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> so, Miss Baszler. Got it. Miss Basil. Shayna Baszler for me, too. I'll go Shayna Baszler. Okay. So, yeah, two for two for Shayna, and I got Jax. All right. So we'll, we'll see you on that one. Uh, Money Bank ladder match for the men's. We got da Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Boren, Co uh, Corbin. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, he's boring. Uh, Otis and AJ Styles. Wow, AJ Styles is going to be in the Money in Bank. I did not know that. Okay. He won that Monday. All right. Uh, I think John Morrison or something Benjamin in that. Let's see. Hmm. So who do we got? I'm going to go a little far from everybody's pick, and I'm going to go with the oldest. Okay. Hey, he's going for the ham. Not the slam. He's going for the ham. All right. I All see you. Okay. You know what? I'm going to raise one. I'm going to raise you one up, man. I'm going to go with King Corbin. Just okay. because I want to. Okay. I don't think he's going to win, but just because I want to. Okay. I will go with AJ on this one. I'm going to go with AJ Styles on this. Right. So... Let's see where that one goes. Uh, singles match for the W Universal Championship. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. Um, Braun Strowman. Hold on, wait. Wait, 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 wait. <sighs> Is it a Firefly Funhouse like they said that they were going to do? Doesn't look like it's, it's titled on that, but I don't believe so. I go Braun. I got Braun too. I'm gonna go with Bray. I'm gonna put my pick oh, on that. I'm going with, with the I'm going with the Fiend. I'm gonna go with the Fiend. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Fiend. Wow, be very shocked if he does win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> singles match for the WWE Women's SmackDown Championship. 
Uh, we got Bailey versus Tamina. Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. That it's, it's it's simple. It's easy. Yeah. What do we got on the Actually, list? You know what? Hold on. You know what, man? I'm gonna switch it up just because I want to. Because I feel like she may get a push. Because I feel like she's about to retire. I'll go to Mina. Okay. I'll go list. Sure. That's the thing with Bailey. Bailey. Okay. There we go. Two Baileys, one Tamina. All right. Uh, singles match for the WWE Championship. We got Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. I'm going for Drew. That's because I, I want Drew. to. I want Drew. I don't. Drew. I mean, uh, I want. I want him to win. I don't want Drew like that. Uh, I want him to win. Becoming the next Vince McMahon, Anthony. Do you want us to? No, 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 no. All right, next one up, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the WWE SmackDown Championship. Let's see who we got on there. Um, I got The New Day versus versus The Miz and John Morrison, The Forgotten Sons versus Lucha Lucha House Party. Okay, that's they got a lot of names there. Uh, that's a match? Yeah, it looks like it. So it's a fatal four way. Right? New Day, Miz, Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party. Um, shoot, I'm gonna go with the New Day. I'm going with Miz and Morrison. I would, yeah, I, I can see them being, you know, some like like at least the last two, or for the most part, I, I can see them being advertised in the show itself a lot within the match. Them two. Particularly, but I, I feel like New Day is going to pick this one up. We got issue I'm three. I'm completely wrong on this pick, but just because I want to be this person, I want to go with the new guys. I'm going to go with the Forgotten Sons. Okay. All right. There you have because it. Because they're forgotten because no one remembers them. Definitely not me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know who they are. Yeah, exactly. And then we also got a regular uh, exhibition singles match, R-Truth versus MVP. So, um, MVP. Truth. There's a truth, my boy. Okay. Hold on, wait a minute. You mean to tell me Jeff Hardy and Cesaro's on the pre-match and not this one? <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure there'll be a pre-match too. Eventually, I think they'll switch that up, but the way you have it listed yeah, here. They said, uh, on Dejay.com and Instagram, they announced that this would be a pre-match also. Okay, so it gets oh, two. I was going to say, dude, if this is on the card, you got to be out of your mind. I know. Well, they need an update on Wiki because Wiki got it all like him involved in the main card. Now, all messed up. <laughs> I got Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins being the match of the night. I'm going to go with uh, Money in the Bank. But if we're going to go like outside of Money in the Bank, uh-huh. I'll go with... Uh... Wait, there's no Raw Women's title on the line? Becky Lynch ain't performing? Uh-uh. I do not see her on here. No Becky Lynch. Nothing. Oh, surprising. And yeah. not even uh, Charlotte, huh? Nope, not even Charlotte. Well, NXT yeah, TakeOver should be coming out Saturday, no? Tonight? Oh, yeah, that's what should be. Okay. So. Um, I'm actually going to go with Cesaro versus Jeff Hardy as the match of the night. Okay. For me, match of the night is going to be, um, oh, what, 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 uh, the, the tag team one. The, the Fatal 4-Way tag team. Okay. All right. All right. So, we'll take a look at that. Who's been watching it? No, I haven't watched it for a while. Oh, I've mostly been whatever I say, whatever I read on Bleacher Report. That's mostly where I got it from. <laughs> got it. Okay. I haven't recorded, but I just don't watch. 
we're gonna have to keep an eye on that one. Then we got to see who who watches that one up and see what's gonna happen with oh, that. Oh, Money in the Bank, yeah, I'll watch Money in the Bank. I oh, thought you were talking Money in the Bank, for sure. I thought yeah, you were like, 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 like Money in the Bank. I'm sorry. You guys are horrible. You guys are horrible. Not paying attention. I said the show. I said the pay per view match. All right. So pay attention to that. Let us know what happens because uh, that looks interesting. I want to see. I want to see what happens there. I might. I might. I'm thinking about it now. Now that now we, we got bet. About paying attention, and you guys are horrible and blah blah blah. Hey, I don't know. He might be right. I might end up be watching that. You might be right. So. Uh, but yeah, that is the money to make preview. Uh, let's see what happens with that, and then we'll do a, a post, post, uh, talk about. And of course, it's going to say that SU three is the winner. And I'm just going to be having my bag of rights for like the next three weeks. So it's all good, guys. Don't worry about it. All right, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> all right. Final notes, Mister Uncle Lisp. That Dark Side of the Ring was crazy. Rest in peace, Herb. If you did pass away, that was. Uh, hopefully, I get to watch the shows again, and mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to see him on the bank. All right, SG3. To Herb Abrams, if you are passed away, rest in paradise. Um, honestly, um, thank you for the first ever uh, empty arena match. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, can't wait for Money in the Bank. You know, it's gonna be kind. Of, I'm kind of excited for you. You know, just because I want to, because I'm petty. I want to see who you know me winning all the matches I predicted. Okay. And uh, rubbing it in your guys' faces. That's yeah. all I got to say. That was good. Um, well, definitely want to see the A and E network show. Uh, <laughs> I want to see. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the Melbourne tour, world tour. I do want to see what they find, and I want to know what's going on with I these biographies. Question: How many times are they going to? How many times are they going to go to uh, to Jim Cornette's house just to find some of this memorabilia? I want to know too. I want to see if they mention him at all whatsoever in any of the memorabilia stuff. So that, I feel like he has a tooth of Mick Foley's. <laughs> oh, that's the one that was hanging from his nose. The one that's hanging from his nose. I want to know uh, if he has that. Not just a tooth. You know what I want him to have? The chair that hit the tooth of Mick Foley's Ooh. face. Ooh, oh, I yeah. thought you were going to talk about the, the piece of the ear that he's also missing. Oh, the Bob Wire. The Bob Wire that he had. That would be something. I don't know. Well, we will see. But uh, definitely one looking forward to those shows. Shawn Michaels screwed out Bret Hart. That bell right there. I got the actual bell that screwed when Bret Hart got screwed. I got the bell. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be, that, hey, that'll be a weird memorabilia there if someone does have that. I think that was my best Jim Cornette impersonation. <laughs> That was interesting, but yeah, definitely want to see those shows. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring was crazy. Definitely looking forward to next show with Dark Side of the Ring, and I'm definitely looking forward to talking about that one for sure. So, uh, that's it, guys. Thank y'all for joining in. The RejectRundown.com. Look into it. YouTube, please too as well. Watch our shows. Thus far, we are getting some views. Our subscribers are going up. Appreciate that, and uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Instagram and our Facebook page. A reject life on Facebook and reject rundown on uh, Instagram. You got it, sir. All right, guys. Y'all take it easy. Hit you on next show. Ciao. Peace.